and welcome to I Read a Book Once. My name's Emma, and this is a podcast where I talk about books. So today I'm going to be talking about Take a Hint, Danny Brown by Talia Hibbert, which is the second book in the Brown Sisters series. The first book is Get a Life, Chloe Brown, which was my uh, November book of the month last year in 2019. And I really, really liked the book. And so I decided, hey, I got to get the next book. I got to keep reading and see what happens with the next sister. So the first book's about the oldest sister, Chloe Brown. I'm not going to give any real spoilers for this. I'm just going to kind of tell you what it's about. She has a near-death experience. She almost gets hit by a car, and she decides that she makes this, like, list of things she wants to do to get a life, and she, the first thing on the list is move out because she's been living at home because she has fibromyalgia. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. It's basically chronic pain, and so when she moves out, she's got this new superintendent, Red or Redford, and he ends up helping her with the list and they fall in love. Blah, blah, blah. So um, that's what the first book was about. I really, really liked it. So I said, okay, I got to read the next book about the next sister who is Danny or Danica Brown. And then the last book will be about their third sister, Eve, and her book's coming out in the spring. And I will definitely be reading it and you'll be hearing about it at some point in the spring after I'm done with it. So super excited about that. And I really enjoy this book. Basically, what this book is about is it's about Danny Brown and Zafir Ansari, or Zaf, as I will mostly be calling him. And the two of them are work friends. And after an internet viral moment and people think they're all dating, they decide to fake date to help Zaf's charity organization. And Danny is like, let's have a friends with benefits situation. And that's what this book is about. So today... I'm going to try something new. I'm going to try and give a short plot synopsis because I haven't been sure if people like my long versions, you know, my 10 to 15 minute, potentially longer versions of my plot summary where I tell you pretty much everything you need to know. So this book was uh, a lot more character focused than necessary plot driven like I've basically already told you the entire plot of what happens in this book but no specifics obviously and so I think this is going to be a good book for me to try and do the shorter plot summary if you like the shorter plot summary please please let me know you can dm me on my instagram account at I read a book once or you could send me a literal email because I had to make an email account so I could put this on iTunes because I don't even want to get into it, but it was very stressful. But you could email me, and my email is iReadABookOnceBlog at gmail.com. So email me and let let me know if you like the shorter version I'm going to attempt to do today, or if you prefer the longer version I have done in the past. Or just like give me your thoughts. If you read this book, let me know. If you read your other book, my other books I've talked about, let me know. But specifically though, let me know what you think about short versus long plot summaries. I'm really trying to figure it out. I don't know if I'm actually going to be able to achieve a short plot summary that's not just me basically reading the back of the book. But then later, I discussed this with Laura after we finished recording for last week's episode. And I was like, okay, maybe then I could go in and give more like detail around it later on I don't really know so give me your opinions and I'd love to hear your opinions on the books in general too because I'd love to do a section 
where I respond to your thoughts, whether that be you read the book and you have thoughts on things I talked about or didn't, or if you just want to respond to something I said in the podcast. You know, I'd love to do that sort of section. So I think that you should send me an email or a DM and I'll get really excited and I'll shout you out. So now let's get into my short plot summary. And I just realized that, okay, so basically the book starts off with a prologue where Danny is doing some witchy stuff. So basically one of her grandmothers has passed away and she used to practice this sort of witchcraft sort of thing. And so Danny has taken that upon herself to do the same sort of thing to feel closer to her grandmother. And so at the beginning of the book, she makes like an offering and a prayer up to the goddess Oshan or something like that to bring her the perfect friends with benefits into her life. And then throughout the book, Danny wears these crystals and I was going to wear a crystal that I have. Maybe I'll take, put it in the Instagram shot for the book when I post that. And I was going to wear it and be like, oh, I'm wearing my crystal in honor of Danny Brown. And I literally did not put it on. And I'm already off topic and doing a bad job about my short plot summary. But anyway, so Danny, that's how the book starts out. And then we jump, I think, about three months to the present day. And we see Danny buying a coffee and for herself a green tea. And she's going to work, basically. And so she goes and she meets up with Zaf. So Zaf is, oh, I guess I should explain their jobs. So Danny is a PhD student at a university with no name, but it doesn't really matter, right? And Zaf is a security guard in the building that she teaches in. So she, somehow they struck up a friendship and they've been friends for six months. I'm going to go back to that because I have been, I have thoughts. Okay, because we never find out how they became friends. And so I've made up my own ideas of how that is possible. So that's a little treat for you to look forward to. Anyways, so every morning she'll bring him a coffee and he'll give her a protein bar because she forgets to eat because she gets so wrapped up in her work and all of those things. So she never eats breakfast. So they kind of have this thing and, you know, they're kind of flirty exchanging. But Danny is really just looking for friends with benefits because she doesn't believe that she is relationship material. She doesn't want a relationship. And at the beginning of the book, you also find out that Danny is bisexual and she had previously been having a friends with benefits relationship with another professor who ends, who works in that building named Joe. And so um, Danny actually runs into Joe and they have like this weird kind of conversation and Danny's like, I need to get out of here. And she goes in the elevator, but she didn't read her email that there's going to be basically, it's not a fire drill, but like an evacuation drill because it's a science building that has like weird chemicals and stuff like that. So they're practicing if anything were to happen, what you have to do. So Zaf, like I said, is a security guard. So Danny goes in the elevator and it gets stuck and she can't get out and she's freaking out. And so Zaf is overseeing the drill and he realizes that Danny never made it out of the building. So it's just a drill. It's not real, right? But he doesn't care. He needs to go rescue her. And he is really into her. He's really into romance. He reads romance novels. We're going to talk about that too. So he runs back into the building, finds her in the elevator, rips the doors open, and carries her out bridal style. And all these people get a video of it, and they post it online. Think Alex from Target. Do you guys remember that? When there was the cute boy who worked at Target, and somebody just took a picture of him, and then he became virally famous for, I don't know, maybe a month before becoming irrelevant? Basically, the same thing happens to them. Danny is at her sister's house, Chloe, from the first book, and she's telling this whole situation about what happened, and they 
her sister Eve is on Twitter and sees a video captioned hashtag Dr. Rugby. And basically because Zaf used to be a rugby player and we learn that uh, he has very bad anxiety because while he was playing rugby, he got a lot of attention because he was one of the only Muslim players in the league. And one day his uh, dad and his older brother got in a car accident and died. And he just really since then has been struggling with anxiety. Well, he's always struggled with it, but it like got really bad at that point. And so he doesn't talk about rugby or anything like that with other people. So Danny didn't know that he used to be a player, blah, blah, blah. And he has this charity organization called Tackle It, where he does coaching, but then also talks about mental health with the different players and the different boys so that they know how to take care of themselves, which is something he didn't know. And it's not very popular because he refuses to talk about his story about dealing with anxiety or about the fact that he used to be a professional rugby player. So anyways, Zaf comes up with this idea that they should fake date because his niece, so his brother died, right? And so his wife and daughter still live with Zaf's mom, I guess, and they work together and whatever. And his niece is actually one of Danny's students. And his niece says, yo, you're getting a lot of press and popularity for tackle it. So Zaf says, huh, maybe Danny will want to fake date me. And so he brings it up to her after avoiding her for a little bit. And Danny says, yes, I will fake date you because in the back of her mind, this is a sign from the goddess that Zaf is her perfect friends with benefits. So she's like, I'll fake date you for charity for the children. How could I not? But secretly, I'm going to try and get you to sleep with me. Okay, you feel? So then the week or so passes by. They have lunch together. There's sightings. They're getting really popular, trending still. And Zaf is offered um, to come on a radio show to talk about his charity. And so he accepts and he says, yes, I'll do it. And so he picks Danny up. And before they go, Danny says, would you be interested in friends with benefits? And Zaf in his mind is like, this is a horrible idea because I have lots of feelings for her. And she's told me she doesn't do real relationships, which we'll get to. Or should I just, I'm just going to explain it now. So basically, Danny had this relationship in undergrad with this guy who ended up cheating on her and was like, it's your fault because you're never around and you work too much and you're emotionally distant, blah, 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 okay? So Danny thinks because of that, she thinks everybody wants to change her to not be as involved in her work and all this other stuff and that she's not lovable, blah, blah, blah. So she just wants the friends with benefits, you know what I mean? So... Zaf ends up agreeing. He's like, it's okay. I can uh, just sleep with her one time or whatever, and then my feelings will be gone. Like, that's how that works. Zaf is an avid reader of romance novels, so he should know. He should know that's not how that works. I know that's not how that works because I am also an avid reader of romance novels. If you have feelings for somebody, sleeping with them is not going to take those feelings away, okay? Like, Come on, people. Anyways, so they go to the radio station, but before they walk in, Zaf has a panic attack, an anxiety attack, because he's afraid that the radio host is going to ask about his dad or his brother, even though Jamal, who's his best friend, and also is dating his sister-in-law, Kiran, and is like, don't ask about that. But anyways, he has an anxiety attack, and Danny's really good with him and just kind of sits with him on the ground outside and tries to just speak calming words and tells them that it's going to be okay, not to worry about apologizing, whatever. 
And then Zaf kind of explains the whole thing about anxiety and his dad and his brother and blah, blah, blah. So then they go and they do the interview. It's great. They go back to Danny's place and they have sex. So then throughout this whole time, Danny's preparing for a symposium where her absolute idol, Inez Holly, is going to be talking and she's also going to be on the panel. So then we flash forward the next couple of weeks and we see them kind of getting closer together and Danny preparing for it, and Zaf falling more in love, blah, blah, blah. We have the panel. It goes off without a hitch, and then uh, Danny has runs into Inez Holly in the bathroom and asks for advice, right? Because that's her idol. She wants to be like her, and her advice is to find joy and make room for it. And Danny realizes that Zaf is joy, and so she says, okay, let's try this for real instead of fake. So they roll up to Zaf's house, and they had a rule where they wouldn't spend the night, but she ends up spending the night, and then in the morning, Zaf is throws a bomb on her, and this is when all the stuff about Mateo and more things about Zaf's past anxiety and whatever, like, come out, and Zaf, they wake up, and Zaf's like, I love you, and Danny's like, whoa, whoa, actually, we tried, I don't think I can date you, and she pieces out and it's like we're done because she's very very afraid and when I got there I was so annoyed with her but after finishing the book and reflecting on it I think it's okay anyway so Zaf is obviously heartbroken his sister-in-law is like you just started dating her and you told me she had like commitment issues why would you say I love you 12 hours after you start dating and Zaf's like you right and so he avoids going to work the next four days but he also decides that He is going to not separate his past and his present. And so he'll put on the website that he was a past rugby player and his own struggles. And that gets him the ability to quit his security job because his charity has finally really launched. And he's got a bunch of summer programs coming up because it's the summer. It's the spring semester. So it's almost summer. And then Danny is at her sister's house, Chloe, and she's absolutely having a meltdown crying. And everybody's like, what's going on? Her sisters and her best friend, Sorcha, is there. It's like, what's going on? And she's crying. She's like, she basically, she's crying about the fact that she realizes that she's also in love with Zaf, but she broke it off and uh, whatnot. And then she decides she has to do a grand gesture to get him back. And so she reads a bunch of romance novels and does a grand gesture on the rugby field where she decorates the whole thing with flowers, like on the post or whatever. I actually don't know that much about rugby, so I'm not really sure if that's correct, but there's all these flowers on the field. And she apologizes and declares her love, and they decide to date, and she's like, but I'm not going to celebrate anniversaries because that's something they talked about earlier. She doesn't like them. And she realizes that Zaf doesn't want her not to be a workaholic because he loves her, and he's been following her work and all this different stuff, and he doesn't want her to change. And she's like, oh my god, I'm so dumb. Like, obviously, whatever. And then the epilogue is a year later. It's their anniversary, and Danny actually did celebrate by getting all of Zaf's favorite authors to sign his copies of romance novels. So I'm not looking at the time. Um, It's about 15 minutes in. I did not do well at giving you a short plot summary. So there goes my experiment. Yeah, but I don't know if I'm honestly capable of doing a short plot summary. When I was in college, my dad would call me once a week on his way home from work, and we would talk about whatever happened in the week, and then he had about an hour drive from his office back to our house, so I had to fill that entire time up, obviously. So then he would always ask me what I was reading, 
And I didn't read as much at school just because I was hanging out with my friends sometimes at night, so I didn't have time to read, blah, blah, blah. And so I would basically spend 20 minutes telling him the plot summary of a third to a half of the book that I was currently reading. And so when you think about it, I'm actually doing better because I'm explaining the entire book in that amount of time. But if you want me to try and do a, plot, a shorter plot summary or just a back-of-the-book plot summary, again, let me know and I will try it. I tried today to just do short and it didn't work, but whatever. So, let's get into the section where I just give you my thoughts. I haven't named it. There's no name for this section. It's just the back half, if you know what I mean. Anyways, okay. So, the first thing I want to talk about is the writing style of Talia Hibbert. This is like... Both, so I've only read two of her books. I've read Get a Life, Chloe Brown, and Take a Hint, Danny Brown. And so this is something I noticed immediately in Chloe Brown is that the way she writes is just so different from any other book I've ever read in the tone. If you've read either of these books, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And originally it turned me off a bit on Chloe Brown, but I ended up enjoying it. And since I was already used to it, it was a lot easier for me to get into Danny Brown than Chloe Brown originally. But like, I'm going to do my best to explain what I'm talking about. It's almost like she gives her, the characters just have these attitudes and not like attitudes in a bad way, right? Just like they're quirky or whatever, but like not quirky in a, oh, I'm so quirky way, like just a normal quirky way that we all are, you know? So for in for example in Chloe Brown she's very analytical maybe is the right word and so you can hear you see it in the tone and in how she writes the characters and then in Danny Brown she's blunt and uh yes blunt but then also like quirky like I said like energetic exuberant whatever I don't I don't know exactly how I want to describe it but basically you have that same tone that it's just like when you're reading it it's so different. I don't want to say that other authors in romance or other genres like are just bland because that's not true, but they have the way they describe things or like the thoughts and characters' heads all are pretty similar. Like if you know what if you've read a book before, you know kind of what that's like, but these are very different that normally it's just whatever the characters are saying, like the dialogue shows like their quirkiness, but in these books you have specifically their internal monologues and stuff like that are full of the same way as how they talk. And it's just really interesting. And like I said, originally, it turned me off a bit because I didn't I didn't get it. I was like, she's kind of like, for Chloe, she's like a little abrasive, right? And I was like, this is kind of weird. But then as you read more into it and you know more about her, it's a lot more enjoyable. And since I was already used to it, and Danny's a very different character from Chloe, I was immediately, I really enjoyed it, and it's something that really just strikes me about these books. And at the end of this book, there's a two-chapter excerpt for Eve Brown's book, and you can even see that Eve's going to, like, the way she writes Eve is very similar, and using that quirkiness that goes into actually the internal monologue and the descriptions and stuff like that. And it's not just in the female point of views because these are dual perspective books, which, like I've said, I really enjoy as long as you give me about an even half and half. And that, and I feel like most, most of the time you see that. I just did not see that in Ties That Tether. But that's besides the point irrelevant. Anyways, 
you're, it's going to be going on in Eve's book too. And it's just so different and very specific to Talia Hibbert novels, or at least to the two I've read. So maybe just the series, but maybe all her books. I don't really know. So that was the first thing. The second thing that I have literally been thinking about since chapter one is how did Danny and Zaf meet? I need to know because they've already been friends for six months, which is something that I really enjoy because Zaf's been pining after her for months. So for him to be in love with her after one month of fake dating slash real dating, because were they really fake dating? I mean, they were, but they're feeling, you know what I mean? Anyways, so it, to me, for him to already be in love isn't as like normally in a romance novel it's like everything happens in one week and then you say I love you and in the back of your head like you're enjoying it but you're also a little skeptical because you're like we fell in love in one week is that even possible does anybody know someone in real life that fell in love that fast I'm trying to think I don't think I do at least nobody's like said that to me huh anyways back to this so And what's also interesting is normally, though, when you have a book, like specifically a romance book, right, where the two characters are friends first, you get some sort of indication of how they met originally, whether that be the prologue is their original meeting or somewhere in the beginning of the book, there's a throwback to the actual scene, like then there's a whole scene about them actually meeting or there's just like a, a reference that's actually clear, like oh, we met when we both went and got coffee one time or something like that. There's nothing in this book that makes it exactly clear as to how the two of them met. So there's one comment that's made, just one. And the, Danny makes a, no, Zaf makes a com. I don't know. I don't remember who makes the comment, but basically Danny looked up from her phone and saw him sitting at the security desk. Okay, so that leaves a lot of room for me to come up with ideas of as to how they met because we know that Danny's been buying him coffee specifically black coffees which she thinks are disgusting and I don't drink coffee so you know anyway she's been buying him the coffees and he's been giving her the protein bars for months at least three months because in the prologue she has a protein bar so in the prologue's three months before the actual plot right so like how do they meet here are my here are my thoughts okay the first thought is Danny looks up from her phone and thinks this man is so hot and you know she's very she's very open in what she wants and she's like I gotta go meet him right like she's outgoing she's ready for it and she goes up and flirts with him and he misinterprets her flirting and so like she's because basically what happens is she has to move classrooms halfway through the fall semester. So then she ends up in Zaf's building that he's the security guard in and whatever. So she's in a science building, even though she is an English PhD, PhD student. This, yeah, English, because she's talking about women's literature and specifically focuses a lot on race that goes on in it and whatever. Race in literature. Okay, so that's thought number one is that she approaches him and is flirting thought number two which I think this is the real winner okay so Zaf is said that he's like the most serious security guard and so normally to get in this building you just have to flash your student ID but sometimes other security guards are just like very lax about it but Zaf will be like show me your ID like I need to see it blah 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 so thought number two is Zaf sees this woman who he does not know and makes her come up to him 
and it's like, who are you? Like, what are you doing in my building? But, like, not in a mean way, because Zap's very... He's, like, described as, like, on the outside, very, like, broody, like, serious. But on the inside, he's, like, a marshmallow. Very... Lots of emotions and whatever. So, so then she comes up to the desk, and then they strike up a conversation, and then she just keeps coming back. Because, to me... It's Danny always going up to the desk rather than Zaf yelling out at her most times. And then they just strike up a friendship. Other option, similar to this second option, is Danny has no idea where she's going in this building and goes up to the desk and is like, where is this room? Because I have to teach my class. Now, as to how the coffee, granola, or protein bar exchange goes, here's my thoughts. Okay. Danny comes in with her green tea and then she's just talking about green tea with Zaf and he's like, oh, I like coffee. And so then one day she just buys him one and then he's like, I have to give you something back. And so he just reaches out and picks out a a protein bar and gives it to her. Other thoughts similar is that Danny talks about how she just hasn't been eating breakfast and he's like, oh, I have to feed you. Here's this protein bar. And she says, oh, then I got to give you something in exchange and then starts buying him coffee. So... These are, these are just like thought starters, okay? Like, I'm just throwing them out there. There's a bunch of ways they could have met, a bunch of ways they could have become friends, but we just didn't get to see it. And so I had to fill in the gaps for all of us because I know you guys were curious too, just like me. I literally thought about it throughout the entire book. And I thought maybe I'd get an answer and there just wasn't one. So I made up my own. All right, moving on. Let's talk about the romance novels and then also the grand gesture at the end. One thing that was really fun about this is that you have the male main character being the one who reads romance novels. I've read a lot of different books where it's the female character who reads the romance novels and the male character's like, oh, romance novels. But here it's fun because you see the inverse of it where Danny's like, you read romance novels? And Zaf is like, yeah. And what also is nice is you see that Zaf didn't pick up romance novels until after his dad and his older brother died. And it was because the romance novels always he explains it and he talks about how they always show people who went through really horrible things being able to pick up their life and move on and be happy there's always a happily ever after at the end of a romance novel if there's not it's not a romance novel don't come at me that's just how it is anyways so he really enjoys that aspect and just like the working through your problems and finding love and joy in your life being okay and better again is very inspiring for him and helps him kind of dig himself out of this hole thinking if these people can go through what they're going through and still find love and be okay and be functional so can I and I really enjoy that because obviously I've said that I like romance novels and it's not necessarily for the same reasons that Zaf likes them but I just really enjoy them I do enjoy the fact that you know there's going to be a happily ever after there's going to be a happy ending because sometimes books don't have that which is fine but especially right now where the world is like sucky like it's nice to have a book that you know it's gonna be happy you know I don't know and I also like I said I just really enjoyed that it's the man who is reading them because you know what men if there's any men listening to this I don't know if any men listen to my podcast but if so hey what's up anyways um you should be able to read romance novels, right? Because you also will have relationships and fall in love and stuff. So why can't you enjoy it as well? And this is the only other book series I can think of where men read romance novels is the Bromance 
book club series. I don't know if that's exactly what it's called because I haven't read it, but it's basically about this group of men that read romance books and then use it to make their lives better or like satisfy. I don't know, whatever. So I've heard good things about that series though. So I don't know if you want to check it out, go for it, I guess. Um, but I just think it's fun that then also the grand gesture at the end being from Danny's like Danny grand gesturing to Zaf was really fun too because again it's the opposite of what you normally see and so that was really fun and exciting for it to be kind of flipped on its head and also in my mind it is Danny that needs to make the grand gesture because well yeah Zaf probably shouldn't have confessed his love 12 hours after they started officially dating like that was kind of a big yikes and okay um at first, like I said, I thought their fight was stupid, but okay, I get it. 12 hours into dating and you're a commitment phobe, like, okay. But in the end, Danny's the one that broke up with him and was like, I can't do it, wouldn't even stick around to try and talk it out with him. And so, yeah, she is the one that needs to apologize. And I think she did a good job with it. And we didn't have to wait that long. It was four days later. She tries to see him at work to apologize in person. But like I mentioned earlier, he calls in sick and doesn't go. So she has to do all the grand gesturing. And it was fun. I enjoyed it a lot. Let's see. What else do I want to talk about? Um, I think two things that kind of go together is that I don't even know if I, I feel like I didn't mention this. This was a mistake on my part to not mention this earlier. But Talia Hibbert is a black British author. And these books take place in the UK and Britain and whatever. And Danny is black. And Zaf, I did mention, is Muslim. He's specifically, his family is Pakistani. And so you have the interracial relationship, but then also you have the black main lead. And what was interesting about both this book and Chloe Brown is in Chloe Brown, her main love interest is white. So again, you have an interracial relationship. Sorry, I don't know why I can't speak. But basically, in both of these, I've been reading a lot of books recently by black authors where the books are specifically about the black struggle. I don't know if that's necessarily like the right word for it, but ne- but it's about kind of like being black in America or Canada or wherever and kind of what's going along with that and stuff like that, race relations, blah, 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 which I think are very important topics to read about. And they're the reasons why I read those books, right? I didn't read them for the lighthearted romance fun read. You know what I mean? But What's fun about this series is that while the main characters are black, the book isn't about blackness and instead it's about them finding love or specifically Chloe's book deals a lot more with fibromyalgia, which again, I think I'm saying wrong, but chronic pain. And this book deals a lot about anxiety instead. And in both books, there's really only one or two comments about being black in Britain. In Chloe's book, she makes a reference because in it that book's also about class because Red's from the lower class and the Brown family is actually quite wealthy and well off and so Red is making comments about class and kind of the prejudice that comes along with that and Chloe says you know I'm black basically and that's kind of the end of that conversation right and then in this book Danny's talking about like I said her idol is Inez Holly who is the only black woman in Britain in Danny's field right and so um that's just kind of a comment about how few black women are accomplished in this field and by the field I mean her specific like concentration of like literature women race stuff like that okay but that's what's interesting about them is that you have these stories in this one you're dealing with anxiety and stuff like that and 
the book isn't about being black. It's about I'm living my life and then I'm also black, but I'm finding romance and whatever. It's just, it's different because, but I also think it's good because I don't think all representation for whatever different group it is, whether that be black or African-American or anything like that. Obviously, Danny's not African-American because she is British, but like, whatever. Uh, Not whatever, but yeah. Okay. So I think whether it be about being black, if the main character is black or Asian or Latinx or LGBTQ or whatever it is, I don't think that all books where the main characters are minority characters should just be about the struggle of that because it's very emotionally draining if the only representation you can see of yourself is something really sad and depressing, which while it does speak to your existence, don't you also want to see people like you having a fun, fluffy romance, like in this book? So, yeah. And then kind of going back to the anxiety, I think it was described really well in this book. I've heard a lot of different people say that they themselves or their friends or family members deal with anxiety and felt that this was a very good description of what anxiety is like, very true and just if like a good description and a good portrayal and whatever. And I also think it's really nice because a lot of people struggle with anxiety. I know people in my life that struggle with anxiety. I think almost everybody does. And it's really good, I think, to see a portrayal of that in the books that you read because normally you don't typically see that. And it's really, I think it's a really good thing to have and whatnot. Um, just a couple really quick things because I didn't do my short description and I wrote down a lot of thoughts and I'm getting close to the end and I didn't do my outro. Anyways, so quick thoughts. I wish there was more of Danny's sisters. In the first book, there was more instances of Danny and Eve in Chloe's book. In Danny's book, there's only two instances. I love the sisters. I love the relationship they have. Would have loved to see more of it. However, balancing that out, I loved Zaf's family and how much time they kind of got in the spotlight as well as Zaf's best friend. And they were all really great, really supportive. I love the background kind of romance where Jamal and Kiran, who Jamal's Zaf's best friend, Kiran is um, Zaf's sister-in-law. I loved that the two of them were kind of getting together, but keeping it on the down low, but Zaf totally knew and so did I. That was really fun and enjoyable and his niece was a fun character and all of that. So that was super fun. I really loved his family. 10 out of 10, they were great. And then the last really quick thing is that Throughout the book, Zaf would call Danny Danica whenever something was very, he was being very serious or very much like romantic lovingly or whatever. And that was just fun because most people just call her Danny all the time because that's her nickname that she goes by. But it was fun to see him sometimes in very specific situations call her Danica, like if he really needed her attention or he really wanted to make a point about how much he, what he felt about her, that he thought that she was perfect and didn't need to change and whatever like that. So those are my really quick points because it's 35 minutes in from me recording and I'm not thinking I'm going to be deleting a lot of stuff. So anyways, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Make sure to follow my Instagram at I read a book once blog. Check out my website. I read a book once blog.com. You should subscribe to my podcast wherever you listen to it and give me a good rating or a review or something because then other people can find it. So right now there's just uh, my rating. So that doesn't really count. And um, next week, 
I will be talking about a man called Uwe by Frederick Bachman, which I've had tons and tons of people recommend to me, and I've already read about maybe 50 pages of it. So come back next week to hear more about that. Let me know your thoughts on this and what you thought about my attempt at a short plot summary, and I'll catch you guys next time.